Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. You and I are called to live a life that reflects light. And so we're going to start a little series that we've entitled, Live is Light. It's taken from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, where it says, For once you were full of darkness, before you became a Christian, but now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. That's how we live, being light, doing those things that please God. So specifically this morning, how do we do that? And we're going to talk about living holy lives. You and I, as light, are called to be holy. Hebrews 12, 14. Try to live in peace with everyone and (laughs) seek to live a clean and holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Wow. Everyone is called to be holy. Not everyone responds to the call. Holiness has a special meaning. We're called to be holy, set apart for God's service. We are not called to just be nice. We're not called to be popular. We're not called to be admired, to be famous. We're not called to be adequate. We're not called just, we'll try to avoid sin. We are called to be holy. Now, so that we understand this, let me just give you a little illustration here. I have this plate. This plate is if you walk into my house in our cupboard, this is the plate we use every day. It's made by that famous company called Corel. How many of you have Corel plates? Yeah, yeah. These are over 40 years old. One time we were going to get rid of them, came across the garage sale and ended up getting more of them. Who knew? So. This is our everyday plates. Every day I'm home, I'll eat either the cereal bowl, the plate, something, we use it. This is that plate. However, we have another set of plates in my house called this plate. It's Crown Victoria, I think. Now, this plate is different. You will not use this for every day. In fact, I seldom ever see this plate. Okay? It's only for special occasions. And, you know, very expensive plate. Very expensive. This plate is over 40-some years old, over 45 years old. And this plate was special because when my wife and I first got married, we went to a grocery store called Consumers. And Consumers had a special that if you bought some groceries, you could buy a plate for a buck 29. Bowls for a little cheaper. So we got a set. This is our special plates. Maybe Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. This plate is holy. Why? Because it's not like this one. They're both plates, but this one is different. It's separate. It's apart. It's holy. So when the Bible tells you to be holy, You're still a human being. You're still here in the stack of plates, but you're different. 
And God says, I want you, I expect you, I demand that you live a holy life. Separate, different from everybody else's. Tyrone Edwards said this, A holy life is not an ascetic or gloomy or solitary life, but a life regulated by divine truth and faithful in Christian duty. It is living above the world while we are still in it. So how do I do that? What makes me live a holy life? First point, we, live, we are living holy lives when we're saved. When we're saved. See, the Pharisees thought they were holy because they kept all the rules of the Jewish tradition. But that didn't make them holy. That just made them obnoxious, didn't it? It just made them different, weird. And you see, all throughout history, people have tried all kinds of ways to be holy, to be distinct, to be separate, to be different. And we tried this and we tried this, but mankind in and of himself cannot be holy. Only God makes us holy. You can take a vow of poverty. That doesn't make you holy. You can live a celibate life. That doesn't make you holy. You can dress a certain way. Anybody go back in that day and time when you had to dress like this and men dress like this and women dress like that and you had to have the hair and you couldn't have the makeup? You know, I was raised that way. You, you dress like that, that makes you different holy. You can um, be anti-material. You can be focused on prosperity and think, oh, God will just bless me and that will make me different and I'll prove my holiness. You can beat yourself, whip yourself, put some kinds of things in your head, you know, do things to say, well, this makes me really committed to God. And you can go off in a mountain somewhere and live a life of isolation and think, I'm going to do this to be holy to the Lord. I'm going to go off and do that. I'm going to, I know, I'll read my Bible and pray and I'll do it all of this time and this time and this time. And if I'll do that just right, I'll be holy and that'll make me better. And it probably will to some degree, but that doesn't make you holy. You can go on a crusade as they did in the early years and trying to make everybody else just like you and that doesn't make you holy and you can be a suicide bomber. It doesn't make you holy. We as human beings cannot manufacture holiness. It is impossible, and mankind has tried repeatedly and keeps trying to be holy and figure out their way to do it, and they will fail each time. Hebrews 10.10 says, God's will was for us to be holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Once for all time. And so, no matter how long you say, I've been saved, that, you know, you can't do something to make you holy. You are holy because you're saved. Titus 3, 4. God, our Savior, showed us His kindness and love. He saved us not because of the good things we did, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, gave us new life through the Holy Spirit. He generally poured out the Spirit upon us because of what Jesus Christ, our Savior, did. He declared us not guilty 
because of his great kindness, and now we know that we will inherit eternal life. So salvation brings holiness into your life. And we are saved by three things. God showing his kindness and love to us. God says, I love you. I don't want to be separated from you. And sin separates us. And I'm going to do whatever needs to be done so that we will no longer be separated. And I'm going to take the steps that need to be taken to rectify that. God's showing his kindness and love. Secondly, Jesus sacrificed in his life on a cross so that sin can be dealt with and we won't be separated. I'll send Jesus Christ to pay the price for sin. And through him, you can come to me because sin has been dealt with through his blood that was shed on the cross. And then the Holy Spirit brings salvation to us. You are drawn to God through the Spirit, and once you receive Christ into your life, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, lives within you. You can't be holy without the presence of the Holy Spirit. So you come to that place where you say, I am going to serve God and be a holy person, and you do that through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. As for us, we always thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord. We are thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and by your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news, and now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe you're listening this morning and you're not sure where you stand with God. And you're not sure you could be called holy. Maybe because you think you're not doing this and not doing this and not doing this and not being good enough here and you've got things you've got to clean up here. And that's why people sometimes say, well, I'd come to the Lord, but I've got to deal with some things in my life because I don't know that God liked me the way I am. God says, I know how you are. I've already paid the price for it. Why don't you just come to me? And if you'll receive me as your Savior, and if you'll accept me into your life, I will give you the salvation that I paid the price for, and the Spirit of God will live within you, and you will be mine, and you are holy. It's good to know you can be holy, isn't it? You are holy. And so... That's the start. That's where everybody begins. That's what makes us holy. Salvation through Jesus Christ. But then, once I accept Christ as my Savior, I now have to go on living, and we're living holy lives when we live separated lives. Separated lives. Well, you know, I, I'm saved now, but I, I, I just got to be who I am. But see, here's what happens. You and I accept Christ into our life, but then we just stay as a part of the pile. And what God says is, look, I've saved you. You're not just an ordinary plate anymore. You're different. You're unique. I have something special for you. I want you to not be like everybody else. I want you to be different. You see, the saddest statistics that you read in the statistical game is that when you compare Christians and non-Christians, the effects of life 
show no noticeable difference between the two. And there should be a difference. Would you agree with me? And so you and I have to understand we're holy. We're separate from. We're to come out from among them. Or as one person said, don't hang around with turkeys in the barnyard when God has called you to soar with eagles. Don't just be like everybody else. You're different. And so you and I are to come out and address our attitudes and our actions. And God says, I want you to live a separate life. You don't live like everybody else. What rules your life is not what rules everybody else's life. You're now unique to me. That means Romans 12, 1 and 2. Here's what the writer says, describes it very, very well. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. What has He done for you? He saved me. He gave me a new life. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that He will find acceptable. It's truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Don't be like everybody else. In other words, this world is ruled by politics. You and I do not play a political game. And some people, unfortunately, allow their political views to shape their spiritual views. I'll just wait for that to sink in for a moment. We're different. We don't think like that. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. And so he says, you're holy. You're not like everybody else. Be separate. That means, let me give you three things. Separated from our old passions. You see, when you live in this stack of just like everybody else, it's all about you, isn't it? It's about what I want, what I think, what I believe. I'm the one in charge. I rule. I do what's good for me. I buy into the general thing of everything. Be nice to animals. You know, save the planet. Do everything you can do. Let this all be like this and have like this and act like this and think like this. And I, I just begin to conform to the world and think like they think and act like they act and do everything else. And you know what? At some point in time, I have to now say, look, no, I don't want to live like that. That's selfish. That's this old nature that lives in me still. I now am set apart and I have different desires. This stack, I just want to please me. Here, I want to please God. That's a difference, isn't it? So I'm separated from the old way I used to do things. It's no longer life about me. Now it's life about God. Or I'm separated from my old perceptions, from my way of thinking. This world thinks the same. They all have the same ideas. There's an underlying root cause of it all. You know, I now don't think like them. I now think like God. How does God think? Read the Bible. That tells you how God thinks. 
That's why we use it as a guidebook for our life. Because why? You're not going to get biblical principles from this world, are you? This world says, hold a grudge. If somebody gets you, you get even with them. You don't let anybody take advantage of you. You don't let anybody misuse you. You stand up for your rights. You do what you want to do. This one says, why don't you lay down your rights for somebody else? And if somebody does something, why don't you forgive them? That's really different, isn't it? But we're holy. We don't live like we used to. We don't have the same perceptions of life. We're different. Thirdly, we're separated from our old purpose. Purpose here? Grab all the gusto you can. Make it about you. Enjoy yourself. You only go around once in life. Get everything you can out of it. Do everything you can to have what you want, do what you want, act like you want. Live the life of pleasure. Live the good life. Listen to your commercials. They're all in there. You know, live for the moment. This life, you live for a different purpose, don't you? I live not for the moment. I live for eternity. I am to let my light shine. I live for others instead of me. Philippians 2.13. God's working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Now that's a novel concept, isn't it? So that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. There's the comparison, right? Hello? Okay, okay. 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Different. Ephesians 4, 21. Since you have heard all about him and learned the truth that is in Jesus, throw off your old evil nature, your former way of life, which is rotten through and through. It's full of lust and deception. And instead, there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and your attitudes. You make them different. You must display a new nature because you are a new person created in God's likeness, righteous, holy, true. And so you live that light. In your notes, Martin Luther said this, you may as well quit reading and hearing the word of God and give it to the devil if you do not desire to live according to it. That's pretty strong, isn't it? Jonathan Edwards, an early preacher in the early America, stated, resolved, all men should live for the glory of God. Resolved second, what others, others do or not, I will. I will. So, I'm holy because of salvation. I accept Christ as my Savior. That makes me holy. And when I'm holy, I separate myself. I'm not like the rest of the world. I'm different. I'm not weird. I'm still a plate. I'm not weird. I'm different. Now, they might look at me as weird, but I'm different. Thirdly, when you're living holy lives, you serve God. See, holy doesn't just mean separate. Holy isn't here just because, well, we can store you in a closet or in a hutch somewhere and just put you away on the shelf. That way you're not with them. 
I don't go to my cupboard and look at the plates and think, oh, what's this one doing here? It's, it's not, you know, we don't just throw it away somewhere. It's still there. It's still useful. It's still to be used. And so you and I have to understand. God says, look, I want you to be separate. And the reason I want you to be separate is I have something special for you to do. I have a special intent for you. First Peter 2.9, you are not like that. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, notice, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness and brought you into his light. So what am I to do? I'm to show others the goodness of God. Because you see, there's a lot of people who have never seen God. In fact, that's all of us, right? So God says, here's what I want. Since they're not going to be able to see me, I want them to see what I'm like when they look at you. And I want you to represent me to all the other plates in the world. I want you to be such a blessing in life that I want you to show others what I'm really like. Now, I know that's hard for us because that means I got to be kind. And for some of you, you wonder, others wonder if you have a kind bone in your body, right? I got to be forgiving. I got to be loving. I got to be willing to serve. Boy. <laughs> so God narrows it down for us and he says, look, I want to use you and I want to use you principally for two things. And there's really only two things I need you to get really right. Number one, I want you to seek to please me in everything in your life. I want you to live such a life that in everything you do, is this going to please God? I was having a conversation with somebody this week and talking about when somebody was younger and everything else, and uh, the comment come up, look, uh, you know, talking to a teenager, and somebody said, look, why don't you, before you t act on something and do something, wh why don't you ask yourself this simple question? Would I do this if my mom and dad were watching? That eliminates a lot of things you do, doesn't it? And so, you and I seek to please God and everything. Here's how the Bible puts that. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and all your strength and everything you have. Love God with everything. So, if you love somebody, you want to please them, right? So, holiness says, look, I'm separate. And so, what I want to do, I want to live my life to please God. These people live their life to please themselves. There's a big difference in that, isn't there? Those two, that different direction. Everything different about it. So that's number one. Number two is set a priority of loving others more than me. And Jesus put it this way. Here's the second commandment. It's just like the first tied into it. Love others like you love yourself. I want you to love all of these people. I want you to love them. 
Not the wishy kind of love, not the I'll love you if you love me, not the kind of love that this world tries to sell that says, well, if you really love somebody, you'll never do anything hurtful or harmful. You'll agree with me. You'll do everything I want to do. And if you don't agree with me, you're hateful. No, it's not that kind of love. Love sometimes is really hard, isn't it? God says, look, I've saved you. I've made you holy. Now, would you come out from these, these and would you allow me to use you? Would you allow me to use you in a way that you show others what I'm really like? And would you love them like I do? That's all I'm wanting from you. Love me with everything you got and love others. That's why you're so different. That's why you're so unique. That's why you're not like everybody else. You're different. And we serve God not out of rules that we think will make us holy. We serve God out of a relationship that we have with Him. Second Timothy 2.20 In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and cheap ones for everyday use. <laughs> kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? If you keep yourself pure, separate, holy, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. That's what God wants to do. Wow. Pastor, that sounds so simple, but it's so hard. You bet it is. And the main reason it's hard is we have this old nature in us that wants to live like everybody else, don't we? We have this old nature that we constantly have to deal with to say no to and yes to God. It's always there. But you and I are called to be different, set apart usable for God. I'm going to give you one thing that will really help you with this, and we'll talk about this in the weeks to come as well. We are living holy lives when we seek the return of the Lord. Why do we do that? Why do we live that way? Because Jesus Christ is getting ready to return. Now listen to me. You cannot watch the news without seeing God's getting ready to return. You can see what's going on in this world, in the world around us, and the Bible has very clearly said, in the last days, there's going to be this, and there's going to be this, and there's going to be this. And when you look and going, wow, it's all there. 1 Peter 1.13, think clearly, exercise self-control, look forward to the special blessing that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ. So in other words, what? if I live this way, God's going to bless me, Right? now and later. Obey God because you're His children. Don't slip, slip back into your old ways of doing evil. You didn't know any better then. But now you must be holy in everything you do just as God who chose you to be His children is holy. Separate, not like everyone else. For He Himself said, you must be holy because I'm holy. 
And remember the heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites when he judges. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time as foreigners here on the earth. I want to please God. 2 Peter 3.10 The day of the Lord will come unexpectedly as a thief. Heavens will pass away of terrible noise. Everything in them will disappear in fire. And the earth and everything on it will be exposed to judgment. Do I believe in global warming? You bet I do. Everything's going to be destroyed by fire. Since everything around us is going to melt away, notice what holy, godly lives you should be living. Since everything around us is going to happen, here's what you need to do. Look forward to that day and hurry it along, the day when God will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. He has promised a world where everyone is right with God. No sin. So, dear friends, while you're waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to live a pure and blameless life, a holy life and be at peace with God. So here's the question. First one, are you holy? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? It's the only way you can be holy. There is no other way. Have you accepted Him? God did everything He could to bring you to Himself because He loves you. And sin separates us from God. And you're willing to say, I'm a sinner. And I need Jesus Christ to forgive me and I believe he died on a cross for my sins. And if I'll accept him, he'll remove the stain of sin from my life and he will bring me into a relationship with God as the Holy Spirit lives within me. So that's the first question. Second question. Are you living a separate life? Or when people look at you, do they look at you and the group you hang with just like everybody else? Or do they say there's something different about you? Not weird, just different. You're kinder. You're gentler. You love. You have peace. You have a real joy. You're not trying to impress people. Have you been willing to be set apart? And then if you've been set apart, thirdly, are you allowing God to use you? Are you giving your life to say, God, I'll serve you? And I know that the way I serve you is by serving others. And whether that's serving in the church somewhere, serving somehow, you're going to say, I want my life to matter to God. And Jesus Christ came not to be served, but to serve. And I want to serve. Because, Lord, I know one day you're coming again. And I look forward to that day. And here it is. Here it is. I live for that day. I live for that day. I don't, I don't push it away thinking, oh no, I don't know where I'll be. I know what will happen. I'll live for that day. So where are you at in all of this? What's going on in your life today? Would you take a moment between you and God right now and just talk to him about it? Whatever right now is on your mind, would you just take that time? God, here I am, me and you. Here's what I sense. Here's what I know. Here's what I want to do.
Lord, this morning we know that you created us to be a holy people. You created us to be yours and yours alone. But sin came in, drug us away, took us to places we thought we wanted to go to, but it always ends up we don't want to be there. And so you keep calling us to be holy. And so you took a step. You sent your son, Jesus, to die for us so that we could be your children, holy, separate. But Lord, sometimes we want to try to be like everybody else. We want to fit in. We don't want to be labeled. But you call us not to live like everybody else, not to think like everybody else, not to act like everybody else. Lord, you want to use us to let our light shine for you. Help us to live as light in this dark world. Thank you for the privilege we have of being set apart holy for you. Help us to live that life, I pray. In thy name, amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.